Hey guys, welcome back to On The Pitch Podcast. My name is Adam Zaccarelli. Maddie Hansen. And today we're going to be talking about uh, movement in the CPL player movement. And uh, we have some breaking news about FC Edmonton. A couple players that have been released, um, unofficially announced, but we do know and can confirm that there are a handful of players that have been released and then there are speculation about other players that we couldn't get the information about but we will be breaking that news in a couple minutes here um, but first we're just going to go over a couple of the signings that have happened in the cpl um, one valor have re-signed panamanian center back amir soto for the 2021 season um, cavalry have re-signed five players from 2020 including marco carducci mason trafford elijah adekube sergio camargo and jose escalante Pacific had, has added former captain of York 9 FC Manny Aparicio to its 2021 roster. That's a big movement right there. He's one of the best players in the league. York 9 have confirmed the signing of Chris Novich Nassa, bringing the under-21 player of the year nominee to Ontario. And then uh, York 9 have signed Quebec youth product Felix Nassa, younger brother of Chris Novich Nassa. Matty, how are you? I'm doing great. That was a lot of breakdown, a lot of speculation. Not really. Those are confirmed. Yeah, those are confirmed. There's still be a lot of movement going on. A lot of clubs are changing management, changing coaches. A lot of upcoming challenges to come. So I think there'll still be a lot more movement. Oh, 100%. And so let's go over the player names that we've uh, we've basically... We've gotten confirmation about a couple players from FC Edmonton that they are no longer with the league... Are not with the league, but no longer with the club. It hasn't been announced by FC Edmonton yet. It should be announced here in the next couple of days, possibly in a week or two, or they might be waiting for the new manager, which we do not know yet who it is. Um, working hard on trying to find that information for you. So right now, what we can confirm is Dylan Pally is no longer with FC Edmonton. Son Young Chan is no longer with FC Edmonton. David Doe is no longer with FC Edmonton. And Prince Amanda is no longer with FC Edmonton. That is one international player plus three Canadians, one of them being a goalkeeper, Two of them being midfielders and one of them being a striker. Uh, Maddie, what do you think about that? Um, it just kind of shows that the team isn't where they want to be. And now new management coming in, mm-hmm. new coach coming in. Obviously, the players in the team weren't happy. So it could be mutual. Um, and this was expected to happen. Obviously, they can't keep the same team they had last year. It wasn't working. They have to have a lot of movement um, around the squad. So... What is that? Five players that were released or let go? Four. 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 Yeah. Okay, I expect that get to get up to 10 and, to and, 12. And that hasn't been confirmed yet by the club. Mm-hmm. But obviously knowing people in the city, talking to people, talking to relatives of family, mm-hmm. our family, sorry, of these players, um, uh, people that know them very close to them, stuff like that. Um, it's it, it, was, it was pretty easy to basically get this information. Now, there are a couple other players that... Um, it's possible that they're they're leaving and this these ones there is no confirmation by people or there, there's just speculation by certain people um, that Connor James is possibly not re-signing with FC Edmonton. Kareem Moses is possibly not re-signing with um, FC Edmonton. Raul Tito, who has been loaned out by FC Edmonton until December 31st, may no longer be an FC Edmonton player. Malay T- uh, Tamguya... Eric Zetterberg, Alan Zebi, and Tommy Amiobi. Now, what this what this shows is um, maybe the president slash GM that they've just signed, uh, Newend- uh, Newendorp, 
maybe he's waiting for the new coach to, you know, basically make a decision on these players. Those ones that have basically question marks around them. Um, I'm thinking that maybe they just haven't made a decision based on, you know, the manager needing to make that decision. The other players, you know, the the son, the prince, the David Doe and the Dylan. Well, if you look at their their situations, you got Dylan Powley, who could be a starter, if not is a is a, is a pretty good player to be a starter in the league. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't really given that chance with FC. So he might be looking somewhere else in the CPL. He did mention that, you know, Europe doesn't seem like a close possibility. So maybe that's a hint to him either signing in the u.s or maybe in in canada we don't know um you know son he he didn't really stand out he was the only player signed from the open trials maybe he stood out over a bunch of guys that you know are just average players and then you got two very interesting ones david doe and prince amanda very young players very you know not established players but they're exciting players similar to marcus you Mm -hmm. know what i mean Mm -hmm. marcus filato they're very exciting, you know, pacey, strong, technical players that, you know, were giving, you know, they were giving decent amount of chances with FC Edmonton, but, you know, maybe they're looking to, to go somewhere else just based off of, you know, the insecurity of the club right now. Yeah, and that's the big thing. It's like, as I was saying, there's a lot of unknowing right now with the club in, in the sense that these players don't know who the new coach is. They have a brand new manager that has no idea who they are mm-hmm. um, and there's a lot of uncertainty with well, the club right now. Sorry to break you off. So supposedly this this the new GM slash president has been with the club since the spring. Mm-hmm. Not as a GM slash president but he's been just helping out with the club in, 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 in a different aspect and basically they gave him the job um, to basically fix the direction of this club. So he's been kind of around. He's kind of knows the staff. He kind of knows the players, but he's not going to make any decisions based off. There's no coach. Mm-hmm. You know, he can't build a team without knowing what kind of play style the coach wants to, to play. Yeah. But now it comes to a classic sports rebuild. It's, you have to get rid of a lot of players, bring in new players, create a new culture, create a new environment. And that's already started. A lot of the players that have been around for years are going to be let go or they're going to be looking for new homes. So a guy like Dylan Pally, who's been there for a couple of years, he's going to be gone. Um, Sun Young Chan, another guy, he's going to be gone. David Doe, um, you know, Amanda, they're both been with the club long time, started with the youth academy, made yeah. their way up. Yeah. They're both gone now too. Did I think they get their chance? Probably not on the first team. They were starlights with the with the youth team, made their way up. With the, um, with the major league side. Yeah, exactly, the with, the, side. with the youth squad and the reserve team, made their way up to the first team. And again, that's a lot of times we were talking about Jeff Paulus. He never gave the kids a chance. Well, you know, maybe he gave them chances, but not... Not in the right not, situations. Not, not proper situations, yeah. yeah. You look at the island games, they didn't really get a chance at the island games. And I mm-hmm. know it's seven games, but I'm sorry. You've lost four in a row. You lost, you, you know, you've, you've gone down four or five games. Let the kids play. They have to, you know right? I mean? Show them what they actually have to do, right? Because, yeah. you know. Now, this new this new GM, this new president, you know, I, I've looked into him. He's basically, you know, looking at his football background, it's just your typical FC Edmonton, you know, situation again. You got a guy that they, they brought in that, you know, worked in the NASL. Um, you know, with Ray OKC, he's basically worked in OKC, which is one, one good thing about that is they have low attendance. Mm-hmm. FC Edmonton has low attendance mm-hmm. for, for a soccer, for a football, for a football city, they have low attendance. So you have a guy that brings in, you know, he, he did, you know, he did fairly well with attendance in OKC. So that's a good, you know, that's a good situation to be in. But if you look at the, the teams that he's been around, Tusla Roughnecks, Ray OKC, Tusla Drillers. 
which is the double A affiliate of MLB's LA Dodgers. Now, mm-hmm. if you think about those teams, none of them are high profile teams. Mm-hmm. We're talking about the, the NASL, which is basically a Division Two American League, right? And it was an unestablished, you know, just it. it, it it's a headache. Mm-hmm. You're hiring someone again, again. Why can you not just fix the problem properly? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And now, yeah, maybe this is too soon to judge. Maybe he will do a good job. And that's the thing, yeah, it is maybe too soon to do that. But like you said, he's been around the club since spring. Obviously, the issues have been along longer than spring, right? Um, am I happy about this signing? Not really. Am I think it's going to go well? Probably not. I think they should have gone way out. Someone that has nothing to do with the club, not affiliated with the club whatsoever, brought in a brand new person to absolutely rebuild the club from the get-go. This guy doesn't have any major teams, um, any major accolades, accolades, nothing like that, right? Um, I think it's just a unilateral step again for them, right? This, what is this guy going to do for them? He has no prior experience, prior you know, accolades to really show that he can create a change, create a new environment for, for FC Edmonton. So um, I'm not very happy about this signing. Again, it's, it's, it's not going very well for them. Um, and again, I'm hoping that FC Edmonton can bring in the new players and finally start bringing a winning culture. Have they made those steps? Not yet. Not even close. And... Do I think it's going to be another failure year for FC Edmonton? That's exactly what it's looking like. Because now a lot of the players are getting upset, players that have been there for a long time, and they just don't want to be with the club anymore. They don't trust the management. They don't trust the organization. They probably don't even trust the players. Or ownership. Or ownership. Nothing. Nothing's been going well for years, and the team is doing absolutely nothing about it. Nothing at all. Right? There's probably zero communication between the management to the players. Mm-hmm. The players, I can guarantee, I can promise you, those players have no idea what's going on. I've talked to multiple players in the team. They still have, they're, they're in the blind right now. They have no idea what's going on. Mm-hmm. They don't know who their coach is going to be. They still haven't confirmed it. They don't, they've, all they've done is a face-to-face Zoom meeting with the GM. He's saying, hey, this is my name. That's it. He hasn't sat down with any of them, asking what their plans are, asking what they want to do with their future, asking what kind of contract they want. He just says, hey, this is my name. Like In six months, that's all he's done. Are you kidding me? If I was a GM going in there, I would have been doing, I would have diving into each one of these players' lives, seeing what, what I can get out of these players. Not just releasing them, saying, screw you, go to the curb. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's what it seems like it's going to be happening. So Now, let's let's break down some of his comments that he was talking about um, in his um, in, in, in the article that was brought out in, by the CPL. You got his short-term goals is to try and fix uh, fix processes, put things in place that can take us in a different direction, and then through the season prove to people that will have trusted us between now and then with their time, with their treasure, and with their energy and emotions that we're backing that up. What That's a you... very political answer. That is a very political what answer, and I do not like that. What are you talking about? Listen, here's the here's. <laughs> it is not hard to fix FC Edmonton. You put a coach that knows what he's doing in place to sign proper players, play a proper way. In the CPL, the proper way is to attack and attack and attack Mm -hmm. because if you're going to sit back and defend, you're going to go 0, 1, and 0. Or, sorry, um, what was it? 0, 1, and 6? 0, 1, and 7? Did they go to attack? Whatever FC Edmonton went. 0, 1, and 6. 0, 1, and 6. You're going to go with that again, and you're going to keep doing that. You cannot sit back and defend for 90 minutes of every single game. So he needs to hire a coach that has some form of transitional slash attacking mindset, right? And then you, by winning games, by winning games, 
people will start filling into the arena. For example, Cavalry FC. Mm-hmm. When they played Montreal in the Canadian, uh, in the Amway Cup, we watched the game. Mm-hmm. There were a lot of people there. Yeah. A lot of people. And that was an entertaining game. It took it to them the entire game. Mm-hmm. Uh, cavalry, they win, they win, they win. What mm-hmm. happens? They start getting more people in the fan, the more fans in the seats. Mm-hmm. You got Forge consistently. Yeah, they have an arena that can hold you know twenty thousand people, mm-hmm. but they're they, they're not being asked to fill that many seats. They're only being asked to fill half of it. They're getting seven, eight thousand people to games. Mm-hmm. FC Edmonton is struggling to get twenty five hundred people to games, and it's not a coincidence. They're losing. They are losing games. All the time. So what do you? What does he need to do? Hire a coach. Start put, filling players in. Start filling players properly, like in, you know, mentally. And then you know, looking at his long term goals, you know, at least one championship within two, three, five years, honey. <laughs> it's, a, it's a long way to go. Yeah. We're two years into the Canadian Premier League, and the only two teams that were had a fighting chance at winning the league were Forge and Cavalry. Mm-hmm. We might see a new one now with Pacific, because I think Pacific is doing a lot of good things. They hired a coach that has a good mindset. You know, they're moving players in. They're setting it up. They're doing the right moves, taking the right steps. But they did it quick. They fixed the problem quick. FC Edmonton, not doing it properly. I'm yeah. sorry. You know, David Doe, Prince 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 is the interesting one. Why? Because in his first year, first game, he goes and scores his goal. You watch the way he played on the field. He was similar to Marcus. He was taking over games by himself. He was 20 years old, 19 mm-hmm. years old. You know, he's moving the ball. He's moving pace. He, it, it was phenomenal. Fans loved him. Mm-hmm. Oh, fans love him. It's all confidence though, right? It's all confidence. Yeah. And they lost that completely. So, you know, talking about FC Edmonton, we can go on all day about this, just being from Edmonton and talking to people around the club. But honestly, there's other situations around the Canadian Premier League that, that need to be talked about as well. And, and one of them is York 9. Um, we heard mention from people that are in contact with the Canadian Premier League. Um, we could say players, we can say management, we can say, you know, uh, um, journalists, um, family, that York 9, York 9 is in a very, very tough spot right now. Maybe Very even in a, maybe even a worse spot than FC Edmonton. They they confirmed. I don't know how many is this. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen players have been released out of contract, released or signed with a different team. We are talking about the likes of Ryan Telfor, Kyle Porter, Manny Apatricio, uh, Aparicio, sorry, Chris Manella. Uh, Luca Gasparato, he, he retired, so we're not gonna, you know, we're not gonna talk about that. But we are talking about players that have been released, or they are out of contract, and with the ability to release by December thirty first of twenty twenty from York Nine. Now, what we've heard is there's a lot of off field issues there, a lot of off field issues. Mm-hmm. Um, supposedly, there's you know unhappy players. Player, there's there's going to be a player overhaul just because you know players don't want to stay, and the the organization is having issues off the field um, with management, with you know running running the club itself, um, facility. I, I saw something about facility issues. Um, they want to build an arena or something. I, they have a lot on their plate that needs mm-hmm. to be fixed. The main concern is the player overhaul. Look at these names that they're you know. They got some good players that either released or out of contract, 
or or you know your your captain jump ship mm-hmm. that that tells you something yeah we're talking about a guy that that's from that area he jumped ship he he purposely came back to the cpl to play for this team yeah gave him two years and he's out right away yeah so what does that show you when a captain's out that fast a young captain this guy's what 24 25 years old mm-hmm. and he's gone goes to pacific that he he definitely had that in his mind he doesn't just do that in a day that's not an overnight decision you yeah. know what i mean and Ryan Telfer, one of the best strikers in the league. Yeah. Probably one of the best players on the team for sure. The one the one thing about Ryan Telfer is he wasn't even supposed to play in the Canadian Premier League this year. Mm-hmm. But because of COVID-19 and yada, 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 he ended up just signing with New York 9. But still, you you would think you would, you know, find purpose in trying to keep him, keep him with the club. Mm-hmm. Right? You, you would try and give him that little incentive, give him a little extra money, whatever here, bonus, whatever. You know, he's a good player. But regardless, just look at how many players were departed, released, signed new contracts, um, retire. That's a lot of players, and that's very concerning. And we've been hearing for a couple weeks, couple months now, that there's been a lot of issues ongoing with this club. And you can't see it to the blind eye. On paper, they were doing very well, mm-hmm. very well. They almost made the Final Four, probably should have, a couple bad results at the end, but very good squad, very entertaining team, yeah. right? Then after the season, we start hearing a couple things going on. Okay, brings it to your mind. What's going on? The management um, and the players are just not getting along. And then you look, dive more into it, right? And it goes more into the contract base. The, the, the team's not taking care of their players. Mm-hmm. Not at all. And it's the sense of it's going into training. Like you said, the facility issues. Um, there's no communication. They're not being very transparent. And it's, and it's a lot of mistrust. And I guarantee you that's why Manny left. Right, a captain for any professional sports franchise did not jump ship unless something major has happened, and I guarantee you it was something to do with management. Especially someone that young, they have yeah. a good team. Like their their squad, they performed well in both years so far. Like the Island Games and in the original uh, season, the the inaugural season, they performed well, mm-hmm. right? And he he performed well, mm-hmm. right? He was in conversations to be Player of the Year, and now. He just jumps ships and goes to Pacific, and and Pacific now, in my opinion, they what are one a signing! Away. They are one player away. Now that Manny Aparicio has has joined Pacific, I think they are one player away mm-hmm. from contending with Forge and Calvary mm-hmm. to win the league next year. I think they are a center back, a veteran center back, and you know who would be skit? Imagine, imagine. Yeah, I don't think it would happen because I think he he would sooner go to an MLS side. Mm-hmm. Imagine Amir. Amir Dedic on on Pacific. Yeah. Oh, the but, the the but, sense of, like the imagination of the player going there, that's the perfect player, but, but that's that's not a move for him to make, right? You look at other you look at other players. We can just go off of what FC Edmonton has done. Mele Tamguya and Kareem Moses, those two center backs, that could definitely improve their team. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They mm-hmm. need a veteran center back around 30 years old that could basically solidify the back. Um because just be a soldier back there, yeah, a leader. They, their yeah. team is gross now. Yeah, oh Marco Bustos, God. Manny Aparicio. You got a young Caden Chung. You got a Marcel De Jong on the fullbacks. Mm-hmm. Like you got a young attacking squad, and their front three last year scored goals. De Jong, Baldissimo, yeah. Noah Verhoeven, Baldissimo just Manny resigned. Aparicio, yeah. Marco Bustos, Alejandro Diaz. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, it's crazy. Taron Campbell off the bench. Huh. Uh, we, we we projected him to be one of the top goal scorers this year, and he's coming off the bench. And then you have uh, Victor Blasco. He played amazing this year with Marco Bustos. Now you're adding in a Manny Aparici to play in, in, in your number six position, maybe even you know attacking mid. And you have Callum Irving in that. Callum Irving in that, 
who played. He, he struggled a bit last year, but, but with with the confidence of, of those players in front of you. Yeah. 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 Exactly as you said. Yeah. One center back, potentially even if they bring in a one plus one. So mm-hmm. one, you know, veteran center back with a young, upcoming, promising center back. Yeah. I think that will be the perfect mix for them. 100%. Because they're good everywhere else on the field. You know what I mean? <laughs> everywhere else on that thinking, squad. That, wow. that, that, is a, that is a contender right there. Right? Because you look at a team like Forge. They have a David Edgar and a Daniel Crutzen. Mm-hmm. Right? Two veteran, strong leadership center backs. Mm-hmm. Right? And you look like a team at uh, Calvary. They got a Zator and... Not just that. They're, they're fullbacks on Forge. Mm-hmm. They're younger. Pacey. Awua. Yeah. Awua. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're they built the team strategically to attack mm-hmm. and basically dominate players or dominate teams. Sorry. So you got a team like forge and cavalry that have built their teams around pace, um, different dynamic than other teams. They had the got, right players in the right positions. Yeah, right. So, so for example, when you watch forge play and for the best example is the, 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 the CONCACAF nations league or champions league or, mm-hmm. or whatever it's called, the champions trophy the, to get into the champions league. Mm-hmm. They have their own identity already. Cavalry have their own identity already. They mm-hmm. s- they play a specific type of Canadian football. Mm-hmm. High press, high, high press, press yeah. whatever it is. It, it, it's it's it, it. We could be mirroring someone else's because mm-hmm. obviously Canada is late to the party, right? You you could be drinking tequila and it's not. But the Mexican thing that we love about CPL is every team has its own identity. Yes, every but, team has a complete but, different attack, different defense. But what right? I'm saying is, you look at the teams that haven't been successful, Halifax. Uh, this year they were this successful, they were, yeah. but in a tournament format they were successful. Mm-hmm. If you go into an actual season where there's a fall and spring, I don't think they're as successful. Mm-hmm. Anybody can win in a single game elimination. Mm-hmm. Anybody can win two out of three games. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And well, I think they just as, rode the high horse in this tournament. Yeah. Right. So, so you look at you know FC Edmonton. They were trying to play as someone else. Mm-hmm. You know Halifax trying to play as someone else. Mm-hmm. York Nine trying to play as someone else. Mm-hmm. Atletico we can't judge because they're brand new. Right, um, but Cavalry, um, Pacific, their first year, and then la- last year they played good. They, they were entertaining this year. So let's say, let's say Pacific Cavalry and Forge, they have their own identities. I'm, yeah. I'm assuming Atletico Ottawa is going to follow the identity of Atletico Madrid. Yeah. Um, but you look at the other teams: FC Edmonton, Halifax, Valor, and York Nine. Valor is a very interesting one. They they don't have an identity at all. Mm-hmm. The thing with Valor too, I want to touch on this really quickly, is they depended on loanies this year. Mm-hmm. Heavily, heavily. So they had no plan and no idea. Talking about identity, they didn't have an identity. Their plan was to get as many low knees as possible to fill in the squad and hopefully, you know, contend for a cup. Yep. Um, those low knees are gone. Pantamis, he's gone. He's he's contending to be a starting goalie for Team Canada. He's he's not playing there. Uh, Julian Dunn, mm-hmm. I thought he was one of the top defenders last year. Mm-hmm. Right. He's deaf. He's gone. You think Toronto FC two is not bringing those guys back? Potentially oh, going to be looked at for top team. You know what I mean? Pantamis, he's probably going up to the Montreal Impact, uh, the he first started. team. Yeah, he he's starting. His first game. That's what I mean. You so know what I mean? this was um, like two weeks ago. That obviously they had good showings in the CPL, right? Um, a big plus to Valor for picking those guys out, bringing them on the squad, mm-hmm. giving them the minutes, right? Yeah. But they need to go out and find their own signings. They cannot just depend on loanies. Loanies are obviously going to help your squad. Yep. One or two, three of them, whatever it is. But your whole squad cannot be based around loanies. They're, mm-hmm. they're, it's just not going to work. It's not a long-term plan. Those guys are not staying here for three, four years. They're coming for one season, one and done, 
and they're going back to their home squad because they have that experience now, right? One hundred percent. So a team like a team like Valor is really struggling to find identity. Um, I think that starts with their coaching staff and management. They just don't know what they need. They don't know what they want. They don't know what they need. Mm-hmm. Um, it happened last year. They were horrendous last year. This year a little bit better, but again, no identity and losing those kind of players again, right? So so ooh, let's let's go back to Forge. They're playing in the 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 what what is the tournament called? Concacaf. Champions um, can Trophy? Cannonball Cup or something like that. No, 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 no. Essentially, Concacaf League. Yeah, it's, con- just, it's just league, league, not Champions League. Oh so my God. they just beat the was it Panama's Panama's champion? They, uh, buddy, Panama City's champion. We're talking about a we're talking about a team that consistently plays in the Concacaf Champions League. Mm-hmm. The champion, not not the Concacaf League. We're talking about the Champions League. We ain't talking about practice. <laughs> we, we ain't talking about practice. We're talking about the actual game here. Yeah. We ain't talking about practice. This is a big deal for North American soccer. Like, big deal. Forges one went away. Yeah. Who are they playing next? The Haiti or Jamaican team? Did that did that game get... They're playing tomorrow. They, they do play this weekend. Yeah. Um, is it Jamaican or Hades team? Thirty seconds. Thirty seconds. Not more than thirty seconds, but you know. Anyways, yeah. First game, they get a late winner from Novak. End up winning two one on a red card. So, uh, again, they just beat Panama City's winner uh, a couple days ago, in a ninetieth minute PK. Yeah. Do you, Do you think it's worth it? Like, did they deserve it? Yeah, hundred percent. That's a hundred percent penalty. Toro. That's it. Toro. They just beat Toro. Okay. That's Panama so, Cities, right? Uh, Municipal uh, Limeño. They weren't that good of a side. Hold on. I just want to, first of all, I just want to say their field was not that great. <laughs> yeah, you know, but you, what are you going to do? Their starting striker got injured 16 minutes into the game. Their goalie got out, but still, Forge outplayed them, I thought, all over the field. So, okay, here's the situation. I believe the top four teams go through. The top four teams. I'm pretty sure I heard that there is a playoff spot as well. Well, the issue is, is if they beat Arcahale, I think that's how you say it, the Haitian team, they're going to play Saprisa. That's a name team. That's that's yeah, a big People team. know who that team is. So Saprisa is a is a very 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 good team. Mm-hmm. Um, they they are a year after year, Concacaf Champions League team. Mm-hmm. Um, they, for example, this year their first game, which was last round, the round of sixteen, because they get an automatic berth to the round of sixteen, they don't have to play a, pre- a preliminary round. They went four one. Yeah. Four one. Yeah. We're talking forge. Yeah, they at times they dominated Toro, but they only beat them two one. They only know, beat Municipal Limeño. The score, yeah, sometimes doesn't show the actual mm-hmm. the game itself, right? Um, if you watch that entire game, front to back, Forge dominated the entire game mm-hmm. by far. You know, um, not to mention all these games are away. That's the thing, right? They're, pl- the, they're playing in countries these half these guys very, probably never been to before. Very to play yeah. in Panama City is a very difficult thing to do. Not to mention win. Mm-hmm. Right? They went there, they won. But if you're looking at the teams that they're gonna have to go up against, mm-hmm. it's a, it's a bit nerve wracking. Olympia. 
They won 6-0. Yeah, but the thing is, Forge, they cannot be looking forward this far. They have to be going game in, game in, game in out. You're saying go in, game in, game out. Yeah. They cannot be going like, hey, if we beat this team, this is who we have next. Because then, you know, it's the classic, we're looking forward to heads a game, then we're done. They play December 1st, by the way. That's when it is? Okay, so you got a couple weeks still. Um, And it kind of sucks because they have to come back in quarantine. Mm Mm-hmm. So, are they even getting training sessions in? What do you think the deal is? Training sessions? Yeah. Oh, for sure. They have to. They have to stay in shape. But how? They got to come back to Canada and do a two-week quarantine. There's no way they're staying out there. For sure they're staying over there. Holy. So, then there's another issue then if that was the case. They're away from their family for that long. I'm trying to think here. The top six teams qualify. Yeah, there you go. Top six teams qualify. Basically, yeah. So, so from the quarterfinals, the two best teams that lose out go through. Mm-hmm. Or, hear me out, they win and go to the semifinal. And they could get slaughtered by Saprisa. They could get slaughtered by Olympia. But uh, they those could. Would, those would be very interesting games to watch, though. Oh, 100%. But they're see playing how in those CPL countries. Team Imagine plays. they were playing in Canada right now. We got snow on the ground. Yeah. Those guys would be so confused. Oh, it would be awesome. <laughs> that would be, so, that'd be, be hilarious. hilarious. Yeah. Um, but yeah, honestly, I think Forge has a good chance of making CONCACAF Champions League. And I think that's a big deal for Canadian Premier League. Oh, it's huge. It just goes to show that the level has basically increased. Mm-hmm. And I was discussing with a buddy yesterday about the player pool that we've had in Canada and how the discrepancy between MLS and Canadian Premier League and what this league is basically doing for Canadian players. Canadian players have always been here. There's always been high-level players playing in Canada, mm-hmm. but with no place to play. Mm-hmm. We are finally seeing this player pool grow. Mm-hmm. And not to mention there are still players in Canada that can play at that level. That mm-hmm. they're just There's just not enough teams yet. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I think you could you could yeah. put together another three or four teams easily. Three or four teams, and that's and that's and that's where we need to see the rapid expansion. And I think I think more than three or four teams, because if you think about it, if they put a team in Saskatoon, mm-hmm. they have a team formed already mm-hmm. of primarily Canadian players. I think they're all Canadian players that they play friendlies against um, professional sides. They played FC Edmonton. I think they drew and lost to FC Edmonton, which yeah, it's tough. But at the end of the day, they don't have international players. Yeah, and it's just basically a bunch of college players. Yeah, right. So you, you got a team in Saskatoon that's ready to go. You're telling me in Quebec. You can't put a, a League One All-Star team together. Mm-hmm. You can't put an Ontario League One All-Star team together. Mm-hmm. You can't put, you know, an Alberta Major League All-Star team together and mm-hmm. throw them into the CPL. There's a lot of players here. It's crazy. And um, and one other thing, sorry, I just want to touch is, you know, a guy like Easton, a VT Martinez from, uh, from Atletico Ottawa. Yeah. The team's actually loaning these players out to go playing during, like, you know, the winter break. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that. Um, Emil Gazdov, two-year loan with Nuremberg. Mm-hmm. That's from Pacific. Because I just want people to understand that in professional soccer, 99% of teams loan half of their team out. Yeah. More than half their team. Um, because they know if they're not going to be playing, there's no reason for um, a prospect to be sitting on your bench. 
Not might even, as well ship them out. Even established players. Like even established players. Older players that, like, like maybe they're also. losing their form, right? Yeah. And they need to go get some more minutes in a different environment, different club, different role. Mm-hmm. Now they're going to be coming back. Potentially the plan is to come back to your home club. Yeah. And you know bring all those experiences bring all that quality back to the club and and i think cpl is finally starting to realize hey we should probably start loaning these players out instead of sitting at home right and, so i'm, I'm players, super pumped that they're actually looking forward to that and there, there are quite a few so you got vivi martinez you got easton Angero that's out on loan and raul tiro mm-hmm. um you have michael petrasso and nicholas hamilton um, Hamilton is with Dundee and Petrasso's playing for Barnett. That's that's a championship, or not a champ, that's a conference. So it's you got ch- uh, Premier League, Championship, League One, League Two, mm-hmm. uh, right under League Two, which, you know, it's it's still good. That's still a very good league. Yeah. It's uh, comparable to here, it's pretty good. You got Emil Gazdov playing for Nuremberg. That's a two year loan. Um, what else we got here? Jose Escalante is playing on Honduras um, on a loan until basically, I believe it's until his training camp. Um, so you got you got quite a few players that are you know out on loan. Yeah, and it's good. It is good because we also phenomenal. don't know when the season's going to be starting again. Oh, 100 percent. So what if these players are sitting at home for eight months, not playing a competitive game for eight months? Mm-hmm. You know, you're getting some of your quality players out there. You know, a guy like Easton Ongaro, who's I still think one of the best prospects, one of the best strikers in the in the league. He's going to be playing. He's playing in Denmark currently, right? Mm-hmm. Getting a brand new experience, brand new country. Um, same, probably the same role, center striker, you know, but it's going to be huge for his development, especially going into Team Canada. I guarantee you the U23 Team Canada coach is watching him every day, mm-hmm. 100%. There's been so much speculation around him. Obviously, his size, his stature is off the charts. Pace with size. Exactly. And now if he's going to be scoring goals there and actually performing, it's it's so hard for that coach to say no to him. It doesn't matter if he's playing the MLS or not. Mm-hmm. You have a, a freak of nature like that at center striker. Not many defenders in the world can mark that. No. You know, dangerous in the air. It's dangerous it's on the ground. Everything, everything, yeah. because you have to create a game plan around a striker that size. Mm-hmm. You have to. You know, you 100%. have a guy like it's 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 a comparable. Obviously, he's not on the quality as Latan, but it's the exact same. You know, nature. Latan, what six foot four? You know, and he's great in the air, great with his feet. And Easton, obviously, we can't compare him to that because he's one of the best in the world, but. That's he's the same stature as him, right? Better so. than Harry Kane. <laughs> well, Harry Kane's on his on a level of his own, so he's Got better than too. Harry Kane. Come on, yeah, he's way better than Harry. If nobody Harry likes Kane the Spurs, Canadian, if Harry Kane was Canadian, probably wouldn't make the team. Yeah, Easton Garrett's better. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's. Uh, we're gonna quickly go over a bunch of movements that uh, that we didn't mention. So uh, Gianfranco Facinieri, which I actually made a mistake with uh, KJ when he was on. I said he was playing for Valor. Yeah, yeah. Definitely Atletico Ottawa. At a boy. At a boy. I had to correct it on air because like So yeah, he uh, returns to the White Caps. I actually really I actually really enjoy, I like I like that signing for uh, Atletico. Well, I wish they general, I wish they re re got re-signed him for that loan. Just in general, like I said, these young players from MLS teams, mm-hmm. the young players that make sense for them to get loaned to the teams because they can they can afford 100%. it. They're a higher level and they're playing against men. Um, we've we've discussed that multiple times, and we could actually do a full episode on that because yeah. there's just so many players. Just the importance from, of it from specifically TFC Montreal and Vancouver. You could have so many. Imagine a Theo Bear, Jaden Nelson. Well, imagine them playing, starting in the CPL, oh playing against men. So you get It'd forty-five goals a year. So you got uh, Maxime uh, Cowell, that's left Atletico. He signed with in Germany Division Four. 
or five or seven. We don't know. <laughs> Somewhere in Germany. Tariq Mohammed went back to TFC too. Um, but we went over we went over York's releases, but I didn't name them all. Um, if you really if you really want to see all the names, um, just go to CPL uh, off season roster tracker. It has everything on there. Um, but basically, yeah, they, they, they basically did an overhaul. Their whole roster basically is released. Um, from from Halifax, um, Jason Beaulieu is retired. Luke Green released. Uh, Chris Novich and Asa obviously went to York 9. And Louis Balan Goyet has been released. That's another That's big an interesting player one. That, that could be picked up by another team, possibly, you know, FC Edmonton. We don't know. Yeah, I would love to see him sign with a new team. I enjoyed him It'd last be year. crazy. And then Zachary Verhoeven is an interesting one as well. Um, he, he's not good enough to be a starter on, on Pacific, but he's definitely a player that could still play in the CPL. Maybe he's just mm-hmm. going somewhere else. Yeah, um, that was a really. I just want to talk. That was a really interesting one. Um, really good friends with Marco Bustos. Mm-hmm. He was a player favorite. Is it? Um, is I it? think it's. I think it's more of a of a change because they have too many good players. Is it Zachary or Noah that are friends with Marco? It's Zachary. Exactly. Because all over Instagram, Marcos was you know Marco was going off like, "Hey man, like I'm gonna miss you this and that," you know. Um, and he was there for. He's he's been in the program for a couple of years. Um, but now it's exactly like they signed Manny Aparicio. It's 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 the classic tale of we have too many good players in your position mm-hmm. and you're the odd man out. Yeah. Um, going back to Valor, we got uh, Pantamis is obviously back with Montreal. Congratulations on the win. Yeah. If, you, if you do listen, you know, it'd be great if you sent us a jersey. Um, <laughs> Julian Dunn Thanks. returned to TFC. Dante Campbell uh, returned to TFC. Um, Jose Galan signed in Spain. And then Dylan Carrero released. He was the draft pick, wasn't he? He was the first overall pick for Valor in his first year, 2019. Oh, he wasn't first. Corey no, Ben was, was their first round. Oh, he was the first round pick, yeah. First round pick. Yeah, he Not was. first overall. No. no. But uh, that's an interesting one. He was actually really good last year as well. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It's, maybe it has to be has to do with the money. Either or money maybe just not a comfortable just, fit. There could be a couple of things, but there's a lot of interesting, things. very interesting releases. Robert Boscovich has returned to TFC two, and the last but lot, not least, this is with Calvary. Um, Jordan Brown has left and went to Germany. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite players in the Canadian Premier League was Jordan Brown, such a dynamic English striker, mm-hmm. phenomenal. And he's finally starting to find his form last year too. Yeah, but maybe you know. it was the money. Maybe he just wanted to move back to to Europe. Maybe he Could just be. wanted to play. He was tired of the format the mm-hmm. Canadian Premier League had, and with all the restrictions with COVID nineteen and everything, maybe he just had enough wanted to play a full season. Mm-hmm. Because in, obviously in Europe, they are playing properly, mm-hmm. even with all this COVID and, and everything that's going on, they are still playing, mm-hmm. which is good. Now let's kind of break it down a bit. I just want to kind of go through each team super quick. Tell me what they need. In terms of players, Atletico Ottawa is tough. It's tough to say for them. But I think they just need to establish an identity. Because now they're going to have a I full think... year to do a train, to find an identity, to actually have a coach that can build with them. Well, how do you know they don't have an identity yet? Maybe they do. Maybe we just didn't see it because there were yeah, so potentially. little games. They threw a little roster together. Maybe, they, they, maybe they're getting established players now mm-hmm. um, on their roster that can make a difference. Right? I think it's more so of just training more together. Not necessarily players they have to bring in, but just yeah. getting more chemistry, building together, and the, you know, if FC they can lock it down, is basically a full overhaul. What do they need? It looks like it. They need everything. They need from from. New well, looks like goalies now too. They need well from from what it sounds like, yeah. They need management, ownership. They need 
everything. Can you imagine if both goalies... Okay, well, well, instead of breaking down each team, let's do this. There's four players that are confirmed to have left. Yeah. If, if you're a CPL team, which one of these players would you sign? So you got Dylan Pauly. Where mm-hmm. would he go? What, mm-hmm. what type of what type of team would he? Could he? You know, he played for for Foothills mm-hmm. in, in Calgary. But, but it doesn't make Carducci sense for him there. to go there. Yeah, but he has Carducci. They have Carducci there. They just resigned him. Yeah, right. He's a starter. Yeah. So you know, we're looking at the teams that don't really look at have look it. at the teams. So I'd be Calvary and Forge. Do not need goalies. Tristan no. Henry with Forge. No. Carducci with Calvary. Who underperforming goalkeepers? Um, Nathan Ingham is probably uh, York. York is definitely a possibility for. Yeah, he could go to York. York, yeah. Because all they have is Ingham. Pacific. Um. No, I don't think. No, I, I think Pacific's Pacific. definitely an opportunity. I no. didn't. I didn't like their goalies last year. I think Valor. Pant, yeah, Pantamis well, out. Valor, Valor. So Pantamis is out. So Valor is a possibility for Pali to go to. Mm-hmm. Um, you got Pacific. No, I don't think Pacific. Um, Oxner played too well for Halifax. Oxner played way too well for him to basically go into the back. Yeah. Okay, so York nine. I think he could fight with Ingham to be a starter because yeah. I think he's better than Ingham. Um, so you got Ing- uh, so you got York nine Valor, um, not Forge. Atletico. Potentially Atletico as well. Potentially. So three teams that need starters or can fight with a starting spot. Um, York. Well, so if 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 players in the league know what's going on with York, and that's you the cross issue. them off the list. Yeah. And that's the issue because all these players obviously know what's going on in that team. Mm-hmm. They're not going to want to sign there. Now, York's going to have a very difficult time of finding new Canadian players to sign there. Now... The the last two that are left are Pacific or sorry Valor and Atletico. Yeah, and I mean both in desperate need of a goalie. I could see I could see him going to one of those. Yeah, but the the issue becomes you know he mentioned when we interviewed him he mm-hmm. mentioned that you know being away from family was tough. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe maybe Atletico Ottawa might be a stretch just because of it's it's across distance, the country. Yeah, the, and maybe he's not even looking to sign resign in CPL. Maybe he's going to. USL or MLS or you know Europe, we, we don't know what's going on yet. Um, obviously, the signings have not been released, mm-hmm. or the actual releases have been released, releases, yeah. right? So um, it could take a couple of days, couple of weeks, couple of months for these actually to be released out, and us to finally know what's going on. But just for our our you know background of knowing these players and talking with these players, a lot of them are going to be gone, and we just need, like we don't know who FC is looking at to get. Because I, I just can't see Canadian players, what Canadian players they can bring in to make a difference right now. I just don't. And they only have select amount of international spots that they can bring in. You're right? Yeah. So if they're letting Zetterberg go, which I think they are, international. Well, well, so Sun Young Chan. So Sun, so the confirmed ones that are... Kareem Moses the and Chan. The only one that's confirmed, the only one that's confirmed for international players mm-hmm. is Sun Young Chan. Mm-hmm. That we got confirmation. Yeah. So Sun, he's. I don't think any team is picking. No, him he's up. done in the league. Maybe, maybe York nine. Yeah, York will take anything right now. They're 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 in shambles. Yeah. Maybe they just see a technical player, but he didn't make a difference. He wasn't a difference maker. And I'm sorry, an international player has to be a different maker. Yeah, difference maker. Definitely has to be a starter. Has yeah. to be a difference maker. So back home. Yeah, gone. Um, you know, David Doe and Prince. Prince. So let's talk about Prince first. You're looking at a player that, you know, he's fast, dynamic, young. He basically fits the bill for the the team that pops up is Pacific. 
He fits the bill for Pacific. Yeah. And he's young enough that you could basically you don't need to he doesn't need to be a starter, but he could definitely come off the bench and make a difference. Yeah. So does he go to Pacific? Does he go somewhere else? You know what I mean? Like maybe we won't know for sure um, right away, but um, but we just know he's been released, right? So I I don't I don't know what team he would go to. Mm-hmm. And I don't you don't even know what these teams are have in mind mm-hmm. or what kind of salary cap they have left to play with. Yeah. Right. A lot of these teams still have like 15 16 players signed there's just a lot of question marks they don't have very much money to play around with so it's gonna get very tight it's gonna be a lot of low contracts probably one-year contracts that's gonna have to be handed out and these players might just say no you know it might just be like hey i'm I'm done with i'm done with the league and then david doe is the last one now david uh, david's playing with us Mm -hmm. right now we know for sure he's been released Mm -hmm. because he's playing in EDSA, which is we are playing at the highest level in EDSA right now, um, you and I, mm-hmm. for Serbia, and he's playing with us. Mm-hmm. So he's obviously been released because you can't play unless you're out of contract. Yeah. So he has no contract. He's playing with us. He played <laughs> last game. He's playing this weekend. Yeah, playing tomorrow. You know what I mean? He's playing tomorrow. See you there. <laughs> like, so is he looking? Now, David lit up ACAC. Mm-hmm. Does he go back to Nate? I think he does. To re- think, reconfirm instead himself. Of signing, instead of signing a professional contract, maybe he goes back, plays a year of college. I, I think that's the best step for him. I If I were him, I'd go to CIS. U of A, yeah. Absolutely. Go to CIS. Um, obviously, ACAC is, is the Alberta um, College League. Yeah. He, he did well there, obviously. Yeah. But for him, if he still has ambition to go with professional, he most likely has to be playing CIS because that's where the scouts are going to be watching, you know? Um, obviously Nate is a well-known team. Mm-hmm. Well, it has a well-known coach, well-known organization. You'd still get scouts there, but CIS is, it's where you the competition is. That's where the competition is. Well, him and Abe basically took them to the nationals. Yeah. That's another player, Abe Dekuli. Yeah. We play with him on Serbia. Um, he, he's never signed a contract in the, for professional, but he's, he's represented by OPSM, mm-hmm. which is out of, uh, Ontario. And he, he um, was with FC Edmonton's Academy. Maybe mm-hmm. he gets signed. Maybe they go as a package because they are friends, mm-hmm. right? Um, we I would love to see them together. Somewhere. Oh, it'd be crazy. Yeah. It'd be crazy. It'd be nice to see both of them signing a professional contract. Prince as well. You know, all these young guys um, that we know personally, it, it'd be nice for them to sign um, with with a good team. Mm-hmm. See them grow, see them play at a high level. Mm-hmm. It, it'd be great. And um, a, lot, a team that kind of stands out CIS-wise is a Grant McEwen. A lot of FC reserve, ex FC reserve players play there. Have a play there now. Yeah, and that's a young team with a coach can who can, can handle all of them. Obviously, um, that would be, I think that'd be a good spot. All for these them. young players released from FC Edmonton go to Grant McEwen, yeah. and all of a sudden Grant McEwen is better than than uh, <laughs> FC <UVA>. reserves. <laughs> you know, so I think I think that's a team that stands out is a yeah. Grant McEwen. I play out of Edmonton. Um, a lot of ex FC Edmonton players on that squad. Academy players. Yeah. So yeah. I think that's what makes sense to me. Um, moving on, a couple other teams. Forge, don't need anything. Uh, yeah, Forge Forge is pretty well set in stone. Cavalry yeah. is pretty much set in stone. It'd be nice to see them in the next coming uh, in the next coming weeks what they're gonna do. Um, the one the one we'll keep an eye on basically is Forge in mm-hmm. the the Champions um, Champions League. No, Concacaf League. <laughs> Concacaf League Champions League. They'll be there one day. We'll get there. Yeah. We'll get there. 
Anyways, uh, I think that's it for today. Um, thanks again for listening. Um, please share. Um, follow us on social media. Um, share our podcast. Uh, follow us. Subscribe. All, everything on the pitch nine um, at on the pitch nine for Twitter, Instagram. Um, make sure you hit that uh, that follow button on uh, Apple Podcast, uh, Spotify Podcast, Google Podcast, every other podcast, podcast, podcast. And uh, yeah, thanks again for listening. Thank you.